but it's awesome. All right, welcome to tonight's Zoomcast on Revelation, the Apocalypse of John, Chapter 14. And starting in verse 1. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name written on their foreheads. Now, you know, the lamb in Revelation always represents Jesus Christ. And let's cross-reference. DNC 84. Regarding the meaning of Mount Zion and the location of Mount Zion. Verse 2 in DNC 84. Yea, the word of the Lord concerning his church established in the last days for the restoration of his people, as he has spoken by the mouth of his prophets and for the gathering of his saints to stand upon Mount Zion, which shall be the city of New Jerusalem. So, in Revelation 14, 1, and I looked and lo, a lamb stood on Mount Zion, or, and lo, Christ stood in New Jerusalem, and with him 144,000, having his father's name written in their foreheads. Now let's go to DNC 77. And in verse 11, what are we to understand by the sealing of the 144,000 out of all the tribes of Israel, 12,000 out of every tribe? Answer, we are to understand that those who are sealed are high priests ordained unto the holy order of God to administer the everlasting gospel for they are they who are ordained out of every nation, kindred, tongue, and people by the angels to whom is given power over the nations of the earth to bring as many as will come to the church of the firstborn. Now, 144,000, as it says, are those high priests ordained unto the holy order of God with the specific mission to gather the elect into the church of the firstborn. So the 144,000 are both high priests and also um, have been translated. And their work or the work of the 144 begins at the time of the end time exodus and it continues until christ comes in his glory but the greater bulk of the work of the 144,000 will actually be during the millennium when they will be working with those who have not yet qualified to enter into new jerusalem but do qualify for the millennium to help them ascend and enter into the church of the firstborn, that they might enter into the gates of New Jerusalem. Now they have Father's name written in their foreheads. Now let's read verse 9 in DNC 77. What do we understand by the angel ascending from the east? Revelation 7, chapter 2nd verse. We're to understand that the angel ascending from the east is he to whom is given the seal of the living God over the 12 tribes of Israel. Wherefore he crieth. 
Wherefore he crieth unto the four angels, having the everlasting gospel, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. And if you will receive it, this is Elias, which was to come to gather together the tribes of Israel and restore all things. So it is John the Revelator that has charge over translated beings, namely the 144,000. And if we turn to DNC 101, regarding the return of the end time servant, verse 55, and the Lord of the vineyard said unto one of his servants, we know from DNC 103, verse 21, that this is Joseph Smith. Go and gather together the residue of my servants and take all the strength of mine house, which are my warriors, my young men, and they that are of middle age, also among all my servants who are the strength of mine house, save those only whom I have appointed to tarry. Well, those who have been appointed to tarry are translated beings. And... John the Revelator has charge over translated beings and 144,000. And not everyone who ascends to the level of king and priest is translated. In fact, most who will ascend to that level in this generation will not be translated, but will be under the direction of Joseph Smith, for they must remain as flesh and blood to do the work of heavy lifting in the gathering out of Israel from the four corners of the earth. For it is flesh and blood who gathers to the terrestrial order, the church of Christ, and leads them out on end-time exoduses. And it's on the end-time exoduses that those who have received the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, are ministered to by those among the 144,000 who help them make the next ascension level to enter into the Lord's rest, becoming members of the church of the firstborn. And we read about that ascension level, DNC 76, verses 53 and 54. And who overcome by faith, and this is after the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost described in verse 52. And overcoming by faith is to feast upon the words of Christ, to be instructed in all things necessary to enter into the rest of the Lord in this life. And those who enter into the rest of the Lord in this life, continuing in verse 53, are sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise, the Holy Spirit of promise, but it is a specific mission of Christ as a keeper at the gate, which the Father sheds forth upon all those who are just and true. They are they who are the church of the firstborn. So if we now go back to DNC 77, and so reading from the answer portion of verse 11, those who are the 144,000 are those who ordained unto the holy order of God, high priests, to bring as many as will come to the church of the firstborn. And again, you don't just gather anybody to the church of the firstborn. You only gather those who have the ability to enter into the Lord's rest or who have received the ordinance of baptism of fire and baptism of the Holy Ghost. So, 
going back to Revelation 14, verse 1. And I looked, and lo, a lamb, or Jesus Christ, stood on Mount Zion or New Jerusalem, and with him 144,000. Those kings and priests um, ordained unto the holy order of God who have been translated to work with those on the earth, on the exoduses, who have received the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, to help them make the next ascension level into the rest of the Lord, and thus become members of the Church of the Firstborn. Having his father's name written in their foreheads. Now, his father's name written in their foreheads is designed to be a juxtaposition against the end of Revelation chapter 13. And let's read Revelation 13, starting in verse 16. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. For the adversary has a counterfeit of everything that God has. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that hath the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom, let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, threescore, and six. So, everyone is going to be marked either with the name of the adversary and the mark of the beast, or if they are to survive the destructions which are coming with the name of father. And DNC 133. Verse 18. When the Lamb shall stand upon Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name written on their foreheads. Wherefore, prepare ye for the coming of the bridegroom. Go, go ye out to meet him. And verse 2 in Revelation 14. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters and as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. Now, DNC 133, verses 19 through 22. Wherefore prepare ye for the coming of the bridegroom, go ye out to meet him. For behold, he shall stand upon Mount Olivier, and upon the mighty ocean, even the great deep, and upon the islands of the sea, and upon the land of Zion. And he shall utter his voice out of Zion, and shall speak from Jerusalem. And his voice shall be heard among all people. And it shall be a voice as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a great thunder, which shall break down the mountains, and the valleys shall not be found. Again, verse 2 in Revelation 14. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters, and a voice as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sung as it were a new song. 
before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders, and no man could learn that song, but the 144,000, which were redeemed from the earth. Now, a good candidate for this new song is found in DNC 84, verses 98 through 102. And as we read this new song, let's keep in mind the mission of the 144,000 to gather out the elect to the church of the firstborn or in other words, to help them ascend into the rest of the Lord. And verse 98, until all shall know me, who remain even from the least unto the greatest and shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord and shall see eye to eye and shall lift up their voice as with the voice together sing this new song. The Lord hath brought again Zion. The Lord hath redeemed his people Israel according to the election of grace, which was brought to pass by faith and covenant of their fathers. So according to the election of grace, which was brought to pass by faith, or as it says in DNC 76. Verse 52, and who overcome by faith, which is seeking after receiving and acting on revelation. And this grace is to be brought into the rest of the Lord. So DNC 84, verse 99, according to the election of grace, which was brought to pass by the faith and covenant of their fathers. The faith and covenant of their fathers is the new and everlasting covenant, even the doctrine of Christ, the fullness of the gospel, that through repentance, baptism of water, offering up the sacrifice of a broken heart and contrite spirit, receiving the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, and feasting upon the words of Christ, we might enter into the Lord's rest. <clears throat> and Satan is bound and time no longer. The Lord hath gathered all things in one. The Lord hath brought down Zion from above. The Lord hath brought down Zion from above and brought up Zion from beneath. Well, what does that mean that the Lord brings down Zion from above and brings Zion up from below? Let's go to JST. Genesis 9, starting in verse 21. And here also we have the covenant of God with the fathers. And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant which I made unto thy father Enoch. So here, God is speaking to Noah about the covenant with the fathers, or the covenant that he made with Noah's great-grandfather Enoch. That when men should keep all my commandments, Zion should again come on the earth. The city of Enoch, which I have caught up unto myself. And this is my everlasting covenant, again, the covenant of the fathers, 
that when thy posterity shall embrace the truth, which is the fullness of the gospel, which is the doctrine of Christ, not only to say, but also to do and look upward. Then shall Zion look downward and all the heavens shall shake with gladness and the earth shall tremble with joy. And the general assembly of the church of the firstborn shall come down out of heaven and possess the earth and shall have place until the end come. And this is my everlasting covenant, which I made with thy father Enoch. So going back to DNC 84, continuing in verse 100, the Lord hath brought down Zion from above. Or at that day, when there shall be a sufficient number of men and women upon the earth who will enter into and keep covenant with their God, that they might not only be gathered out on the end time exodus, but also might enter into the rest of the Lord that they might qualify for New Jerusalem. Then, as we read in GST Genesis 9, they will look upward and Zion will look down. And the Lord hath brought down Zion from above, and Enoch and his city will return to the earth at the place of New Jerusalem in Jackson County, Missouri. And the Lord hath brought up Zion from beneath, meaning that Zion beneath is the establishment of Zion at the time of the end time exodus. So this Zion, as it goes back to Jackson County, Missouri, will meet up with the return of Enoch and his city. And at the conjunction of those two peoples, both uh, those led by Joseph Smith and the people of the city of Enoch, that is what establishes New Jerusalem. And that is the Lord bringing Zion down from above and Zion up from below. The Lord hath brought up Zion from beneath. And 101 in DNC 84, the earth hath prevailed and brought forth her strength. And truth is established in her bowels. For the whole earth has gone into bondage. And no flesh would survive if it was not for the intervention and deliverance of the Lord. And the heavens have smiled upon her, and she is clothed with the glory of her God. For he stands in the midst of his people. Glory and honor and power and might be ascribed to our God. For he is full of mercy, justice, grace, truth, and peace forever and ever. Amen. And 103, and again, verily, verily, I say unto you, it is expedient that every man who goes forth to proclaim mine everlasting gospel, that inasmuch as they have families, and continuing in Revelation 14, verse 3, and they sung as it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders, and no man could learn that song but the 144,000, which were redeemed from the earth. These are they which were not defiled with women, 
For they are virgins, and they are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits of God, or first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Now, here John is speaking metaphorically that, you know, the 144 um, are virgins, not defiled with women, for they goeth, or they followeth the lamb whithersoever he goeth. So the the wise from the foolish virgins, you know, again, the wise virgin is metaphorical. Those who take the Holy Spirit as their guide, therefore, they find the truth and are not deceived. They do not go whoring after false gods, but they remain true and faithful to the God of Israel. And they follow him at all hazards. And those who ascend to the level of 144,000, and there will be many who have been called to that level who will begin that ministry, you know, when Christ comes in the fullness of his glory. But, you know, these who are priests and kings under the Most High God are those who at all hazards prove themselves true and faithful to Jesus Christ. Verse 6, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation, kindred tongue and people saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of the water. Now, who is it that made heaven and earth, the sea and the fountains of the waters, it's even Jesus Christ. He is the architect and creator of this earth. For in a millennial period that predated this earth, he put together the spiritual blueprint or spiritual creation of this earth and presented it in the temples of that New Jerusalem and it was decided to the noble and great ones or who the Saba oath would be. And he directed them in the creation of this earth. And cross-referencing DNC 133 verses 19 through 22. Wherefore, prepare ye for the coming of the bridegroom. Go ye out to meet him. For behold, he shall stand upon Mount Olivet, and upon the mighty ocean, even the great deep, and upon the islands of the sea, and upon the land of Zion, and shall utter his voice out of Zion, and shall speak from Jerusalem, and his voice shall be heard among all people. And verse 8, 
And there followed another angel, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she hath made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Let's cross-reference 1 Nephi 14. Verses 7 through 17. And I also saw, that was was Nephi 13. Verse Nephi 14, verse 7. For the time cometh, saith the Lamb of God, that I will work a great and marvelous work among the children of men, a work which shall be everlasting either on the one hand or on the other either to the convincing of them unto peace and life eternal or unto deliverance of them to the hardness of their hearts and the blindness of their minds unto their being brought down into captivity and also into destruction, both temporally and spiritually, according to the captivity of the devil of which I have spoken. And it came to pass that when the angel had spoken these words, he said unto me, remember thou the covenants of the father unto the house of Israel, And I said unto him, Yea. And it came to pass that he said unto me, Look, and beheld that great and abominable church, which is the mother of abominations, whose founder is the devil, who is Babylon, the harlot Babylon. And he said unto me, Behold, there are saved two churches only. The one is the church of the Lamb of God, and the other is the church of the devil. Wherefore, whoso belongeth not to the church of the Lamb of God belongeth to that great church, which is the mother of abominations, and she is the whore of all the earth. And it came to pass that I looked and I beheld the whore of all the earth. And she sat upon many waters, and she had dominion over all the earth among all nations, kindred tongues, and people. And it came to pass that I beheld the church of the Lamb of God, and its numbers were few, because of the wickedness and abominations of the whores who sat upon the waters. Nevertheless, I beheld that the church of the Lamb, who were the saints of God, were also upon all the face of the earth, and their dominions upon the face of the earth were small because of the wickedness of the great whore whom I saw. And it came to pass that I beheld that the great mother of abominations did gather together multitudes upon the face of all the earth, among all nations of the Gentiles to fight against the Lamb of God. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, beheld the power of the Lamb of God, that it descended upon the saints of the church of the Lamb and upon the covenant people of the Lord, who were scattered upon all the face of the earth, and they were armed with righteousness and with power of God in great glory. And it came to pass that I beheld that the wrath of God was poured out upon the great and abominable church insomuch that there were wars and rumors of wars among all the nations and kindreds of the earth. And as there began to be wars and rumors of wars upon all the nations, which belonged to the mother of abominations, the angel spake unto me, saying, Behold, the wrath of God is upon the mother of harlots, and behold, thou seest all these things. And when the day cometh that the wrath of God is poured out upon the mother of harlots, which is the great and abominable church of all the earth, whose founder is the devil. Then at that day, the work of the father shall commence 
and preparing the way for the fulfilling of his covenants, which he hath made to his people who are of the house of Israel. Talking about the beginning of the end time exodus, the gathering of Israel, the taking of the fullness of the gospel to the ends of the earth. And the establishment of both new and old Jerusalems. Now, back in Revelation chapter 14, going back up to verse 6, and I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, fear God and give him glory to him. For the hour of judgment is come and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of the water. So there are two end time servants who take the gospel to the ends of the earth. But John the Revelator is working specifically with those who have already received the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost. They have already entered <coughs> into that straight and narrow path, which leads to eternal life. While Joseph Smith, his mission is to gather up all of those who will receive the doctrine of Christ, who are willing to enter into the new and everlasting covenant, that they might receive the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, that they might be led out of bondage. So if we listen to the message or the mission of this angel, that he has the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people, to bring them unto the Lord, to teach them the covenants of the Lord, to invite them to keep covenant with God. Um, this is the work of the end-time Davidic servant. And often in Scripture, um, those who have the second order of Melchizedek priesthood sealed upon them are referred to as angels. For it is the ascension level of one who is to be translated to be translated. But not everybody that ascends to that level is translated. And like I said, most who ascend to that level in this generation will not be translated until the morning of the first resurrection even though they have spiritually ascended to that level of angel and the first man to do it in this generation will be the end time Davidic servant, even Joseph Smith. And verse eight, and there followed another angel saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. That great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Again, going back to first Nephi 14. Verse 17, and when the day cometh that the wrath of God is poured out upon the mother of harlots, which is the great and abominable church of all the earth whose founder is the devil, then at that day, the work of the father shall commence in preparing the way for the fulfilling of his covenants, which he hath made to his people who are of the house of Israel. So. The beginning of the destruction of the whore Babylon comes um, on the uh, edge of deliverance of God's people. 
and the beginning of God's wrath being poured out among or on the mother of harlots is talked about in DNC 112. Verse 23, verily, verily, I see unto you that darkness covereth the earth and gross darkness, the minds of the people and all flesh has become corrupt before my face. Behold, vengeance cometh speedily upon the inhabitants of the earth, a day of wrath, a day of burning, a day of desolation, of weeping, of mourning, and of lamentation. And as a whirlwind, it shall come upon all the face of the earth, saith the Lord. And upon my house shall it begin. And from my house shall it go forth, saith the Lord. First among those among you, saith the Lord, who have professed to know my name and have not known me. And have blasphemed against me in the midst of my house, saith the Lord. So the destruction of those in the Lord's house who profess to know him, but have not known him, who profess to have power and authority to act in his name, but do not. Their destruction begins the destruction of the great and abominable church, the whore Babylon. And as a cross-reference to uh, the meaning of blaspheming against God in the midst of his house, let's go to DNC 63. And in DNC 63, verses 61 and 62. Wherefore, let all men beware how they take my name in their lips. For behold, verily I say that many there are who be under this condemnation, who use the name of the Lord and use it in vain, having not authority. Or in other words, to speak blasphemy against God means to claim that one has power and authority to speak for and act in the name of God, knowing full well that they do not. In the midst of my house, my house being defined in DNC 101 as the membership of the church. So, the beginning of the destruction of the whore Babylon of the great and abominable church and the wrath of God being poured out upon the great and abominable church begins with that abomination of desolation upon those who are Latter-day Saints who claim to speak for God and have power and authority to act in his name, knowing full well that they do not. Now continuing in Revelation 14. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without measure or without mixture, into the cup of his indignation and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels 
and in the presence of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night, who worship the beast and his image, and and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Verse 12, here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. And I beheld a voice from heaven saying unto me, write, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the spirit that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Or in other words, as as we read in DNC 103 about discipleship of Jesus Christ, verse 27, let no man be afraid to lay down his life for my sake. For whoso layeth down his life for my sake shall find it again. And whoso is not willing to lay down his life for my sake is not my disciple. Eventually, everybody must have the experience of martyrdom as a disciple of Jesus Christ. So if that is our calling, to lay down our life for Jesus Christ, then we have lost nothing. But it is the final thing that is required of us that we might qualify for New Jerusalem. And verse 14. And I looked and beheld a white cloud. And upon the white cloud, one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. So, a white cloud, one upon the white cloud, like the Son of Man, having upon his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. Let's cross-reference DNC 34. Verses 7 through 12. For behold, verily, verily, I say unto you, The time is soon at hand that I shall come in a cloud with power and great glory. And it shall be a great day at the time of my coming for all nations shall tremble. But before the great day, that great day shall come. The sun shall be darkened. The moon shall be turned into blood. The stars shall refuse their shining. And some shall fall and great destructions await the wicked. Wherefore, lift up your voices and spare not, for the Lord God has spoken. Therefore, prophesy, and it shall be given by the power of the Holy Ghost. And if you are faithful, behold, I am with you 
until I come. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I come quickly, even your Lord and your Redeemer, even so. Amen. And again, the time is at hand, verse 7, that I shall come in a cloud with power and great glory. And DNC 45. First, verse 16, and I will show it plainly as I showed it unto my disciples as I stood before them in the flesh and spake unto them saying, as ye have asked me concerning the signs of my coming in the day when I shall come in my glory in the clouds of heaven to fulfill the promises that I have made unto your fathers. And then verses 44 and 45, and then... And then they shall look for me, and behold, I will come, and they shall see me in the clouds of heaven, clothed with power and great glory, with all the holy angels. And he that watches not from me shall be cut off. But before the arm of the Lord shall fall, an angel shall sound his trump, and the saints that have slept shall come forth to meet me in the cloud. And Luke 21. Verses 25 through 28. And let's go to Joseph Smith translation. Now these things Jesus spake unto them concerning the destruction of Jerusalem. And then his disciples asked him, saying, Master, tell us concerning thy coming. And Jesus answered them and said, In the generation in which the times of the Gentiles shall be fulfilled. And when is the time of the Gentiles fulfilled? Back to DNC 45. Verse 28, and when the time of the Gentiles is come in, a light shall break forth among them that sit in darkness, and it shall be the fullness of my gospel, i.e. Joseph Smith opening in the heavens. But they receive it not, Latter-day Saints in general, for they perceive not the light, for they turn their hearts from me because of the precepts of men. And in that generation shall the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled, and there shall be men standing in that generation that shall not pass until they shall see an overflowing scourge, for a desolating sickness shall cover the land. But my disciples shall stand in holy places and shall not be moved, but among the wicked men shall lift up their voices, curse God, and die. And when the day of the Gentiles is fulfilled, then, verses 24 and 25, in DNC 45. And this I have told you concerning Jerusalem. When that day shall come, the, the day of the Gentiles coming in, shall a remnant be scattered among all nations, but they shall be gathered again, but they shall remain until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. So 
The time of the Gentiles being fulfilled is marked by the beginning of the abomination of desolation. Among those in the Lord's house who professed to know his name, but did not know him and blasphemed against him in the midst of his house. And Joseph Smith returns on the scene to gather out physically the strength of the Lord's house for the end time exodus. That's when Israel begins to be gathered again. That's the fulfilling of the day of the Gentiles. Now, going back to Luke 21. Continuing in the JST of verse 25. In the generation in which the time of the Gentiles shall be fulfilled, there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations and perplexity like the sea and the waves roaring. And the earth also shall be troubled and the waters of the great deep men's hearts failing them for fear for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And when these things shall begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for the day of your redemption draweth nigh. And then shall they see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And Daniel 7, verses 13 through 14. I saw in the night vision, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages and languages should serve him. And his dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away and his kingdom that shall not be destroyed. So both in Daniel and in Revelation, and it was the book of Daniel that John was referring to um, as he wrote down this part of the revelation is Jesus Christ, one like the Son of Man, coming in clouds of glory. So back in Revelation, verse 13, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works, and their works do follow them. DNC 124. Verse 86, if they live here, let them live unto me. And if they die, let them die unto me. For they shall rest from all their labors here and shall continue their works, parenthetically, on that side which directly pertains to this side. So, DNC 124, 
verse 86 completes verse 13. So verse 13 ends with, and their works do follow them. And DNC 124, 86, and shall continue their works. And verse 14, and I looked and beheld a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man. Okay, we've established that the white cloud and one like the Son of Man is in fact Jesus Christ. Having on his head a golden crown. The golden crown represents authority and power. And at the meeting at Adam on Diamond, um, which the vision in Daniel 7 refers to, and Christ, or one like the Son of Man, Christ coming in the cloud of power, means that Father gave all of the keys that ever did and ever will pertain to this earth, to Jesus Christ, as they had just been delivered up to him by all of those who were dispensational heads on the earth who delivered their keys back up to Father. So the meeting at Adam on Diamond was a coronation ceremony, both of Christ and the end-time servant. And so... One likened to the Son of Man um, sitting on a white cloud with a crown upon his head and in his hand a sharp sickle. Well, a sickle is used as a metaphor for a time of judgment. And that time of judgment is the separation of wheat and tares. You know, the sickle is a metaphor also of harvest. And when judgment is meted out, separation of wheat and tares is accomplished. And the harvest of the golden heads of wheat is secured and they are laid up unto the Lord, DNC 101. Verse 65, therefore, I must gather together my people according to the parable of the wheat and the tares, that the wheat may be secured in the garners possess eternal life because the power of the sickle or the gathering was exercised and be crowned with celestial glory as Christ has also been crowned. <laughs> when I shall come in the kingdom of my father to reward every man according as his work shall be, while the tares shall be bound in bundles, their bands made strong that they may be burned with unquenchable fire also symbolized by the sickle being in his hand, the deliverance of the righteous and the destruction of the wicked. And another angel, verse 15, came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, thrust in thy sickle 
and reap. For the time is come for thee to reap. For the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth. And the earth was reaped. Now let's cross-reference. DNC section one. Starting in verse two. For verily the voice of the Lord is unto all men, and there is none to escape, and there is no eye that shall not see, neither ear that shall not hear, neither heart that shall not be penetrated. And the rebellious shall be pierced with much sorrow, for their iniquities shall be spoken upon the housetops, and their secret acts shall be revealed. And the voice of warning shall be unto all people, by the mouths of my disciples whom I have chosen in these last days. And they shall go forth, and none shall stay them, for I the Lord have commanded them. Behold, this is mine authority, and the authority of my servants, and my preface unto the book of my commandments, which I have given them to publish unto you, O inhabitants of the earth. Wherefore, fear and tremble, O ye people, for what I, the Lord, have decreed in them shall be fulfilled. And what we must understand is that the book of Doctrine and Covenants is primarily a book of end-time prophecy. And the prophecies in them are being fulfilled in our day, and all of them will yet be fulfilled. Verily I say unto you that they who go forth, verse 8, bearing these tidings unto the inhabitants of the earth, to them is power given to seal both on earth and in heaven, the unbelieving and the rebellious. Yea, verily to seal them up unto the day when the wrath of God shall be poured out upon the wicked without measure, unto the day when the Lord shall come to recompense unto every man according to his work, and measure to every man according to the measure which he has measured to his fellow man. Wherefore, the voice of the Lord is unto the ends of the earth, that all that will hear may hear. Prepare ye, prepare ye for that which is to come, for the Lord is nigh. And the anger of the Lord is kindled, and his sword is bathed in heaven, and it shall fall upon the inhabitants of the earth. And the arm of the Lord shall be revealed and the day cometh that they who will not hear the voice of the Lord, neither the voice of his servants, neither give heed to the words of the prophets and apostles shall be cut off from among the people. For they have strayed from mine ordinances, have broken mine everlasting covenant. They seek not the Lord to establish his righteousness, but every man walketh in his own way and after the image of his own God whose image is in the likeness of the world and whose substance is that of an idol, which waxeth old and shall perish in Babylon, even Babylon, the great, which shall fall. Wherefore I, the Lord, knowing the calamity, which would come upon the inhabitants of the earth, called upon my servant, Joseph Smith, Jr. And spake unto him from heaven and gave him commandments and also gave commandments to others that they should proclaim these things unto the world. And all this that it might be fulfilled, which was written by the prophets, the weak things of the world shall come forth and break down the mighty 
and the strong ones that man should not counsel his fellow man, neither trust in the arm of flesh, but that every man might speak in the name of God, the Lord, even the savior of the world, that faith also might increase in the earth, that my everlasting covenant might be established. Well, the everlasting covenant can only be established um, after it has been taken from the earth. And it must be established in a new dispensation of the fullness of the gospel. And again, this is a future prophecy. that my everlasting covenant might be established. That the fullness of my gospel might be proclaimed by the weak and the simple unto the ends of the world and before kings and rulers. And then verse 30. And also those to whom these commandments were given might have power to lay the foundation of this church, to bring it forth out of obscurity and out of darkness. Well, you can't bring something out of obscurity that doesn't already exist. You can't bring something out of darkness that isn't already there. So this has reference not to Joseph Smith's first ministry, but his second. And again, cross-referencing DNC 45. In relation to verse 30, to lay the foundation of this church and to bring it forth out of obscurity and out of darkness. The only true and living church upon the face of the whole earth, which was with which I, the Lord, am well pleased, speaking unto the church collectively and not individually. DNC 45. And when the time of the Gentiles is come in, a light shall break forth among them that sit in darkness, and it shall be the fullness of my gospel. The only way to bring forth his church out of obscurity and out of darkness is to restore it again. The darkness comes, or the darkness came because we rejected the fullness of the gospel during the presidency of Joseph Smith. And we would remain in that darkness and would need to be brought out of that darkness through a new restoration of the fullness of the gospel. But they receive it not, for they perceive not the light, for they turn their hearts from me because of the precepts of men. Go, going back to DNC 1. Verse 31, for I, the Lord, cannot look upon sin with the least degree of allowance. Nevertheless, he that repents and does the commandments of the Lord shall be forgiven. And he that repents not from him shall be taken even the light which he has received. And many of us know many who at one time had great light. And because they have rejected the light they've had that knowledge which they once had taken from them and even so it will be with us if we reject the greater light that we will be given for my spirit shall not always strive with man saith the lord of hosts 
And again, verily I say unto you, O inhabitants of the earth, I, the Lord, am willing to make all these things known unto all flesh. For I am no respecter of persons, and I will that all men shall know that the day speedily cometh, that the hour is not yet, but is nigh at hand, when peace shall be taken from the earth, and the devil shall have power over his own dominion. And also the Lord shall have power over the, his saints, and shall reign in their midst. And shall come down in judgment upon Idumea or the world. Search these commandments, for they are true and faithful. And the prophecies and the promises which are in them shall all be fulfilled. Major detractors of Joseph Smith and the Restoration claim that Joseph Smith could not have been a true prophet because most of the prophecies contained within the book Doctrine and Covenants that pertain to him did not come to pass. But what they have not understood that, that those prophecies did not pertain to his first, but his second ministry. And as the Lord said, they shall all be fulfilled, even in the generation in which we now live. What I, the Lord, have spoken, I have spoken, and I excuse not myself. And though the heavens and the earth shall pass away, my word shall not pass away, but shall all be fulfilled, whether by mine own voice or by the voice of my servants, it is the same. For behold, and lo, the Lord is God, and the Spirit beareth record. And the record is true, and the truth abideth forever and ever. Amen. And in DNC section 4, starting in verse 1. And now behold, a marvelous work is about to come forth among the children of men. Again, this great and marvelous work pertaining to Joseph's second ministry. Therefore, O ye that embark in the service of God, see that ye serve him with all of your might, mind, and strength, that ye may stand blameless before God at the last day. Meaning that if you know and you do not, you will not stand blameless before God at the last day, and you won't make it. Therefore, if ye have desires to serve God, ye are called to the work. For behold, the field is white already to harvest. And lo, the he that thrusteth in his sickle with his might, the same layeth up in store, that he perisheth not, but bringeth salvation to his soul. So not only to the souls of those he harvests, but this is what is required to save his own soul. And faith, hope, charity, and love with an eye single to the glory of God qualify him for the work. Remember faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, brotherly kindness, godliness, charity, humility, diligence. Ask and ye shall receive, knock and it shall be opened unto you. And section six, starting in verse one, a great and marvelous work is about to come forth unto the children of men. Behold, I am God, give heed unto my word which is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword to the dividing asunder of both joints and marrow. Therefore give heed unto my words. Behold, the field is white already to harvest. Therefore, whoso desireth to reap, let him thrust in his sickle with his might and reap while the day lasts, that he may treasure up for his soul everlasting salvation in the kingdom of God. Yea, whosoever will thrust in his sickle and reap the same is called of God. Therefore, if you will ask of me, you shall receive. If you will knock, it shall be opened unto you. And now, as you have asked, behold, I say unto you, keep my commandments and seek to bring forth and establish the cause of Zion. Seek not for riches, but for wisdom. 
Behold, the mysteries of God shall be unfolded unto you, and then shall you be made rich. Behold, he that hath eternal life is rich. And section 11. Verses 1 through 6. A great and marvelous work is about to come forth among the children of men. Behold, I am God. Give heed to my word, which is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. The dividing asunder both of joints and marrow. Therefore, give heed unto my word. Behold, the field is white already to harvest. Therefore, whoso desireth to reap, let him thrust in his sickle with his might, and reap while the day lasts, that he may treasure up for his soul everlasting salvation in the kingdom of God. Yea, whosoever will thrust in his sickle and reap, the same is called of God. Therefore, if you will ask of me, you shall receive. If you will knock, it shall be opened unto you. And now, as you have asked, behold, I say unto you, keep my commandments. And seek to bring forth and establish the cause of Zion. And this is what was meant in John chapter 14. If ye love me, keep my commandments. Or, if you love me, keep my commandments and sing to bring and seek to bring forth and establish the cause of Zion. And DNC 12, starting in verse 1, a great and marvelous work is about to come forth among the children of men. Behold, I am God. Give heed to my word, which is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, to the dividing asunder, both joints and marrow. Therefore, give heed to my word. Behold, the field is white, already to harvest. Therefore, whoso desireth to reap, let him thrust in his sickle with his might, and reap while the day lasts, that he may treasure up for his soul everlasting salvation in the kingdom of God. Now, it isn't by coincidence or by mistake that these phrases keep being repeated for the sealed book of doctrine and covenants is an end time instruction manual to those who would be end time servants and gatherers. Behold, the field is white already to harvest. Therefore, whoso desireth to reap, let him thrust in his sickle with his might and reap while the day lasts, that he may treasure up for his soul everlasting salvation in the kingdom of God. Yea, whosoever will thrust in his sickle and reap, the same is called of God. Therefore, if you will ask of me, you shall receive. If you will knock, it shall be opened unto you. And now as you have asked, behold, I say unto you, keep my commandments and seek to bring forth and establish the cause of Zion. Behold, I speak unto you and also to all those who have desires to bring forth and establish this work. And no one can assist in this work except he shall be humble and full of love, having faith, hope, and charity, being temperate in all things whatsoever shall be entrusted to his care. Meaning that all who embark in the service of God, who have desires to bring forth and establish his work, but who are not actually humble and full of love, who do not actually have faith, hope, and charity, who are not actually temperate in all things, will be sifted and separated. Behold, I am the light and the life of the world. 
that speak these words, therefore give heed with your might, and then you are called. Amen. And section 14. A great and marvelous work is about to come forth unto the children of men. Behold, I am God, give heed unto my word, which is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, to the dividing asunder of both joints and marrow, therefore give heed unto my word. Behold, the field is white already to harvest, therefore whoso desireth to reap, let him thrust in his sickle with his might and reap while the day lasts, that he may treasure up for his soul everlasting salvation in the kingdom of God. Yea, whosoever will thrust in his sickle and reap, the same is called of God. Therefore, if you will ask of me, you shall receive. If you will knock, it shall be opened unto you. Seek to bring forth and establish my Zion. Keep my commandments in all things. And if you keep my commandments and endure to the end, you shall have eternal life, which gift is the greatest gift of the gifts of God. And it shall come to pass that if you shall ask the Father in my name, in faith, believing, you shall receive the Holy Ghost, which giveth utterance, that you may stand as a witness of the things which ye shall both hear and see, and also that you may declare repentance unto this generation. And again, verse 8. And it shall come to pass that if you shall ask the Father in my name, in faith believing, you shall receive the Holy Ghost, which giveth utterance unto you, which giveth utterance, that you may stand as a witness of these things of which you shall both see and hear, and also that you may declare repentance unto this generation. Behold, I am Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, who created the heavens and the earth a light which cannot be hid in darkness. Wherefore, I must bring forth the fullness of my gospel from the Gentiles unto the house of Israel, which commences at the Exodus. And section 15. Hearken, my servant John, and listen to the words of Jesus Christ, your Lord and your Redeemer. For behold, I speak unto you with sharpness and with power, for mine arm is over all the earth. And I tell you that which no man knoweth, save me, thee alone. For many times you have desired of me to know that which would be of most worth unto you. Blessed, blessed are you for this thing, and for speaking my words which I have given you according to my commandments. And now behold, I say unto you that the thing which will be of the most worth unto you will be to declare repentance unto this people, that you may bring souls unto me, that you may rest with them in the kingdom of my Father. Amen. And section 22. Verse 1, behold, I say unto you that all old covenants have I caused to be done away in this thing. What is this thing? It is the restoration of the fullness of the gospel. And this is a new and an everlasting covenant. A new and an everlasting covenant is the restoration of the fullness of the gospel. The opening of the heavens. The offering unto men and women. The baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, 
by offering up the sacrifice of a broken heart and contrite spirit, receiving baptism by water, by proper authority, being instructed by the heavens about how to repent. And this is a new and everlasting covenant, even that which was from the beginning. <clears throat> so this is always the covenant that is established with men when a new dispensation of the fullness of the gospel is opened. Wherefore, although a man should be baptized a hundred times, it availeth him nothing. For you cannot enter in at the straight gate by the law of Moses, neither by your dead works. For it is because of your dead works that I have caused that this last covenant and this church to be built up unto me, even as in the days of old. Wherefore, enter ye in at the gate, as I have commanded, and seek not to counsel your God. Amen. And DNC 29, verse 7. And ye are called to bring to pass the gathering of mine elect. For mine elect hear my voice, and harden not their hearts. And DNC 33. Verses 3 through 12. For behold, the field is white already to harvest. And it is the eleventh hour and the last time that I shall call laborers into my vineyard. And my vineyard has become corrupted every whit. And there is none which doeth good, save it be a few. And they err in many instances because of priestcrafts, all having corrupt minds this vineyard is the membership of the LDS church my vineyard or the LDS church has become corrupted every whit and there is none which doeth good save it be a few and they err in many instances because of priestcrafts well who is it among the LDS who have the capacity to practice priestcrafts all having corrupt minds. And verily I say unto you that this church have I established and called forth out of the wilderness. And even so will I gather mine elect from the four quarters of the earth, even as many as will believe in me and hearkeneth unto my voice. Again, this is the end time context. This gathering of Israel commences with the Exodus. Yea, yea, verily I say unto you that the field is white already to harvest. Wherefore, thrust in your sickles and reap with all your might, mind, and strength. Open your mouths and they shall be filled. And you shall become even as Nephi of old who journeyed from Jerusalem in the wilderness. Yea, open your mouths and spare not. And you shall be laden with sheaves upon your backs for lo, I am with you. Yea, and open your mouths and they shall be filled saying, repent. Repent and prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Ye repent and be baptized, every one of you. For remission of your sins, ye be baptized even by water. And then cometh the baptism of fire and the Holy Ghost. Behold, verily, verily, I say unto you, this is my gospel. And remember that they shall have faith in me or they can in no wise be saved. And remember, having faith in Christ is the same thing as believing on his name, the same thing as receiving him. 
which is defined in 3 Nephi 9 as offering up the sacrifice of a broken heart and contrite spirit, which means not only that one would place everything upon the altar and sacrifice anything that might be required of them, but also that one would diligently seek after, Father, what do you require of my hand this day to offer up the sacrifice? And DNC 35. Verses 10 through 17. And the time speedily cometh that great things are to be shown forth unto the children of men. But without faith shall not anything be shown forth except desolations upon Babylon. And the same which was made, the same which was made which has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And there are none that doeth good except those who are ready to receive the fullness of my gospel, which I have sent forth unto this generation. Wherefore I call upon the weak things of the world, those who are unlearned and despised to thrash the nations by the power of my spirit. And their arm shall be my arm, and I will be their shield and their buckler, and I will gird up their loins, and they shall fight manfully for me. And their enemies shall be under their feet, and I will let fall the sword in their behalf. And by the fire of mine indignation will I preserve them. And the poor and the meek shall have the gospel preached unto them, and they shall be looking forth for the time of my coming, for it is nigh at hand. And they shall learn the parable of the fig tree, for even now already summer is nigh. And I have sent forth the fullness of my gospel by the hand of my servant Joseph. And in weakness have I blessed him. And DNC 45. Verse 1. Hearken, O ye people of my church, to whom the kingdom has been given. Hearken ye and give ear unto him who laid the foundation of the earth, who made the heavens and all the hosts thereof, and by whom all things were made, which live and move and have a being. And again I say, hearken unto my voice, lest death shall overtake you in an hour when ye think not. The summer shall be past, the harvest ended, and your souls not saved. Listen to him who is the advocate with the father who is pleading your cause before him saying father behold the suffering and death of him who did no sin in whom thou wast well pleased behold the blood of thy son which was shed the blood of him whom thou gavest that thyself might be glorified christ must first plead our case before father that we might receive the baptism of fire baptism of the holy ghost christ must plead our case before father that he might bring us into his rest. Christ must plead the case of those who qualifies the strength of the Lord's house before Father, that they might receive the Father's name in their forehead, that they might be delivered on the eve of destruction, just as the firstborn of the children of Israel in Egypt were delivered when the destroying angel came. To destroy the firstborn. 
Listen to him who is the advocate with the Father, who is pleading your cause before him, saying, Father, behold the suffering and death of him who did no sin, in whom thou wast well pleased. Behold the blood of thy son, which was shed, the blood of him whom thou gavest, that thyself might be glorified. Wherefore, Father, spare these my brethren that believe on my name, that they may come unto me and have everlasting life. Hearken, O ye people of my church, ye elders, listen together, and hear my voice while it is called today, and harden not your hearts. For verily I say unto you that I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the light and the life of the world, a light that shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. I came unto mine own, and mine own received me not. But unto as many as received me gave I power to do many miracles and to become the sons of God. And even unto them that believed on my name gave I power to obtain eternal life. Meaning, baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, and entering into the Lord's rest. Thus becoming a birth, a son or daughter, and then a birthright son or daughter. And even so I have sent mine everlasting covenant into the world to be a light to the world and to be a standard for my people and for the Gentiles to seek to it and to be a messenger before my face to prepare the way before me. Wherefore come ye unto it. And with him that cometh, I will reason as with men in days of old. I will show unto you my strong reasoning. Wherefore hearken ye together, and let me show unto you even my wisdom, the wisdom of him whom ye say is the God of Enoch and his brethren, who were separated from the earth and were received into my city, or unto myself, a city reserved until a day of righteousness shall come, a day which was sought for by all the holy men, and they found it not because of the wickedness and abominations, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth, but obtained a promise that they should find it and see it in their flesh. Wherefore hearken and I will reason with you and I will speak unto you and prophesy as unto men in days of old. And I will show it plainly as I showed it unto my disciples as I stood before them in the flesh. And I spake unto them saying, as ye have asked of me concerning the signs of my coming in the day when I shall come in my glory in the clouds of heaven. Fulfill all the promises that I have made unto your fathers. And DNC 58. Verses 64 and 65. For verily the sound must go forth from this place unto all the world and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. The gospel must be preached unto every creature with signs following them that believe. And behold, the son of man cometh, amen. And DNC 60. Verses two through four. But with some I'm not well pleased, for they will not open their mouths but they hide the talent which I have given unto them because of the fear of man. Woe unto such for mine anger is kindled, kindled against them. And it shall come to pass that if they are not more faithful unto me, it shall be taken away 
even that which they have. For I, the Lord, rule in the heavens above and among the armies of the earth. And in the day when I shall make up my jewels, all men shall know what it is that bespeaketh the power of God. In BNC 133. Hearken, O ye my people. saith the Lord your God, and hear the word of the Lord concerning you. The Lord who shall suddenly come to his temple. The Lord who shall come down upon the whole world with a curse to judgment, yea, upon all the nations that forget God, and upon all the ungodly among you, upon all the ungodly. For he shall make bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations. An Isaiah metaphor for the end-time servant. And all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of their God. Wherefore, prepare ye, prepare ye, O my people. Sanctify yourselves, gather ye together, O ye people of my church upon the land of Zion. All you that have not been commanded to tarry, go ye out from Babylon. Be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. Call your solemn assemblies and speak often one to another. And let every man call upon the name of the Lord. Yea, verily I say unto you again, the time cometh when the voice of the Lord is unto you. Go ye out from Babylon, gather ye out from among the nations from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Send forth the elders of my church unto the nations which are afar off. Unto the islands of the sea, send forth unto foreign lands. Call upon the nations first upon the Gentiles and then upon the Jews. And behold and lo, this shall be their cry and the voice of the Lord unto all people. Go ye forth unto the land of Zion that the borders of my people may be enlarged and that her stakes may be strengthened, and that Zion may go forth unto the regions round about. Yea, let the cry go forth among all my people, awake and arise and go forth to meet the bridegroom. Behold, and lo, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him, prepare yourselves for the great day of the Lord. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour. Let them therefore who are among the Gentiles flee unto Zion, and let them who are of Judah flee unto Jerusalem unto the mountains of the Lord's house. For both old and new Jerusalems will be established again, holy cities. Go ye out from among the nations, even from Babylon, from the midst of the wickedness, which is spiritual Babylon. But verily thus saith the Lord, let not your flight be in haste, but let all things be prepared before you. And he that goeth, let him not look back, lest sudden destruction shall come upon him. A reference to... Matthew 14. Hearken and hear, O ye inhabitants of the earth, listen ye elders of my church together, and hear the voice of the Lord, for he calleth upon all men, and he commandeth all men everywhere to repent. And behold, the Lord God has sent forth the angel crying through the midst of heaven, saying, Prepare ye the way of the Lord and make his path straight. For the hour of his coming is nigh, when the Lamb shall stand upon Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his Father's name written on their foreheads. Wherefore, prepare ye the coming of the bridegroom, go ye out to meet him. For behold, he shall stand upon the Mount of 
all of it, and upon the mighty ocean, even the great deep, and upon the islands of the sea, and upon the land of Zion. And he shall utter his voice out of Zion, and he shall speak from Jerusalem, and his voice shall be heard among all people. And it shall be a voice as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a great thunder, which shall break down the mountains, and the valleys shall not be found. He shall command the great deep, and it shall be driven back into the north countries, and the islands shall become one land. And the land of Jerusalem and the land of Zion shall be turned back into their own place, and the earth shall be like it was in the days before it was divided. And the Lord, even the Savior, shall stand in the midst of his people and shall reign over all flesh. And they who are in the north country shall come in remembrance before the Lord. And their prophets shall hear his voice and shall no longer stay themselves, and they shall smite the rocks, and the ice shall flow down at their presence. And a highway shall be cast up in the midst of the great deep, and the enemies, and their enemies shall become a prey unto them. And in the barren deserts there shall come forth pools of living water, and the parched ground shall no longer be a thirsty land. And they shall bring forth their rich treasures unto the children of Ephraim, my servants. And the boundaries of the everlasting hills shall tremble at their presence. And there they shall fall down and be crowned with glory, even in Zion, by the hands of the servants of the Lord, even the children of Ephraim. And they shall be filled with songs of everlasting joy. Behold, this is the blessing of the everlasting God upon the tribes of Israel, and the richer blessing upon the head of Ephraim, his fellows. And they also of the tribe of Judah, after their pain, shall be sanctified in holiness before the Lord, to dwell in his presence day and night forever and ever. And now verily saith the Lord, that these things might be known among you, O inhabitants of the earth. I have sent forth mine angel, flying through the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel who hath appeared unto some and hath committed it unto man. And who shall appear unto many that dwell on the earth? And this gospel shall be preached unto every nation and kindred and tongue and people. And the servants of God shall go forth saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of, judge, of his judgment is come and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters, calling upon the name of the Lord day and night saying, oh, that thou wouldst rend the heavens, that thou wouldst come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence. And it shall be answered upon their heads, for the presence of the Lord shall be as the melting fire that burneth, and as the fire which causeth the waters to boil. O Lord, thou shalt come down to make thy name known to thine adversaries, and all nations shall tremble at thy presence. And when thou doest terrible things, things they look not for, yea, when thou comest down, and the mountains flow down at thy presence, Thou shalt meet him who rejoiceth and worketh righteousness and who remembereth thee in thy ways. For since the beginning of the world have not men heard nor perceived by the ear, neither hath any eye seen, O God, besides thee, how great things thou hast prepared for him that waiteth for thee. And it shall be said, Who is this that cometh down from, from God in heaven with dyed garments? Yea, from the regions which are not known, clothed in his glorious apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength. And he shall say, I am he who spake 
in righteousness, mighty to save. And the Lord shall be red in his apparel and his garments, like him that treadeth in the wine vat. And so great shall be the glory of his presence that the sun shall hide his face in shame and the moon shall withhold its light and the stars shall be hurled from their places. And his voice shall be heard. I have trodden the winepress alone. I have brought judgment upon all people and none were with me. I've trampled them in my fury. I did tread them upon in mine anger and their blood have I sprinkled upon my garments and stained all my raiment. For this was the day of vengeance, which was in my heart. And now the year of my redeemed is come. And they shall mention the loving kindness of their Lord. And all that he has bestowed upon them according to his goodness. And according to his loving kindness forever and ever. In all their afflictions, he was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. And in his love and in his pity, he redeemed them and bore them and carried them all the days of old. Yea, and Enoch also, and they who were with him, and the prophets who were before him, and Noah also, and they who were before him, and Moses also, and they who were before him, and from Moses to Elijah, and from Elijah to John, who were filled with, and from Elijah to John, who were with Christ in his resurrection. And the holy apostles with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob shall be in the presence of the Lamb. And the graves of the saints shall be opened, and they shall come forth and stand in the right hand, or on the right hand of the Lamb, when he shall stand upon Mount Zion, upon the holy city, the new Jerusalem. And they shall sing the song of the Lamb day and night forever. And for this cause, that men might be made partakers of the glories which were to be revealed the Lord has sent forth the fullness of his gospel, his everlasting covenant, reasoning and plainness and simplicity to prepare the weak for those things which are to come on the earth and for the Lord's errand in the day when the weak shall confound the wise and the little one become a strong nation and two shall put their tens of thousands to flight. And by the weak things of the earth, the Lord shall thrash the nations and by the power of his spirit. And for, for this cause, these commandments were given, they were commanded to be kept from the world in the day that they were given, but now are to go forth unto all flesh. And this according to the mind and will of the Lord, who ruleth over all flesh, and unto him that repenteth and sanctifieth himself before the Lord shall be given eternal life. And upon them that hearkeneth not to the voice of the Lord shall be fulfilled that which was written by the prophet Moses, that they should be cut off from among the people. And also that which was written by the prophet Malachi. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven. And all the proud, yea, all that they that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day cometh that shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. Wherefore, this shall be the answer of the Lord unto them. In that day, when I shall come in that day, when I came unto mine own, no man among you received me and you were driven out. When I called again, there was none of you to answer. Yet mine arm was not shortened at all that I could not redeem neither my power to deliver. Behold at my rebuke, I dry up the sea. I make the river a wilderness and their fish stink and die for thirst. 
I clothe the heavens with blackness and make sackcloth their covering. And this shall ye have of all of my hand. Ye shall lie down in sorrow. Behold and lo, there are none to deliver you, for ye obeyed not my voice when I called to you out of the heavens. Ye believed not my servants. When they were sent unto you, ye received them not. Wherefore, they sealed up the testimony and bound up the law, and ye were delivered over unto darkness. These shall go away into outer darkness, where there is weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Behold, the Lord, your God, has spoken it. Amen. And Revelation 14, 16. And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. And another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven. He also having a sharp sickle and another angel came out from the altar, which had power over fire and cried with a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle saying, thrust in thy sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth for her grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden without the city, and the blood came out of the winepress, even unto the horse's bridle, by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs, or about two hundred miles. For Christ pressed that wine press or he trod that wine press um, outside the gates of the city in Gethsemane. And as he trod the wine press, so will the wine press be trod again in the destruction of the wicked who will not receive him, who will not enter into covenant with him. DNC 29. Fourteen through 21. But behold, I say unto you <clears throat> that before this great day shall come, the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall be turned into blood and the stars shall fall from heaven. And there shall be greater signs in heaven above and in the earth beneath. And there shall be weeping and wailing among the hosts of men. And there shall be a great hailstorm sent forth to destroy the crops of the earth. It shall come to pass that because of the wickedness of the world, that I will take vengeance upon the wicked. For they will not repent, for the cup of mine indignation is full. For behold, my blood shall not cleanse them if they hear me not. Wherefore, I, the Lord God, will send forth flies upon the face of the earth, which shall take hold of the inhabitants thereof, and shall eat their flesh, and shall cause maggots to come in upon them. And their tongues shall be stayed, that they shall not utter against me. And their flesh shall fall from off their bones and their eyes from their sockets. And it shall come to pass that the beasts of the forest and the fowls of the air shall devour them up. And the great and abominable church, which is the whore of all the earth, shall be cast down by the devouring fire, according as it is spoken by the mouth of Ezekiel the prophet. 
who spake of these things which have not come to pass, but surely must. As I live for the abominations shall not reign. And DNC 133. 48 to 51. Cross-referencing verse 19 through 20 in Revelation 14. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden without the city and the blood came out of the winepress even unto the horse's bridle by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs, which is about 200 miles. And DNC 138, verse 48 through 51. And the Lord shall be red in his apparel and his garments like him that treadeth the wine vat. And so great shall be the glory of his presence that the sun shall hide his face in shame and the moon shall withhold its light and the stars shall be hurled from their places. And his voice shall be heard. I have trodden the winepress alone. And I have brought judgment upon all people and none were with me. And I have trampled them in my fury, and I did tread upon them in mine anger. And their blood have I sprinkled upon my garments and stained all my raiment. For this was the day of vengeance, which is in my heart. And now the year of my redeemed is come, and they shall mention the loving kindness of their Lord and all that he has bestowed upon them. According to his goodness and according to his loving kindness forever and ever. And so it is my testimony that we are entering a day of wrath and a day of judgment, that all mankind is about to go into physical bondage, a bondage the likes of which have never been seen in the history of the earth. And it will be the final test for the saints of God to see if they will wait upon him and those who wait upon him will be miraculously delivered from death. And on the eve of destruction, the end time servant, even Joseph Smith, will return on the scene. He will deliver up the strength of the Lord's house out of bondage, commence the end time exodus, which is the beginning of the gathering of Israel and the establishment of New Jerusalem. And from the establishment of New Jerusalem, the fullness of the gospel will be taken to the ends of the earth. The 10 tribes will be gathered. The Jews will be separated, wheat and tares. And the wheat among the Jews will be taught how to construct a heavenly city by the power of priesthood. And old Jerusalem will become again a holy city, even as New Jerusalem will have become a holy city. And then the fullness of the gospel will be taken to the heathen nations in final preparation for the return of Christ in his glory. And that all these things shall be accomplished in this generation. That the day of the Gentiles has come in. And the fullness of the gospel 
is once again available upon the earth. For truly, the light shineth among them that sit in darkness, and may we be among those who comprehend it and receive it with gladness and declare it from the rooftops. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.